Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? And, you know, it's just another day in uh, paradise, I guess. <laughs> my bathroom <laughs> is finally getting fixed. You're familiar with that my shower upstairs leaks. Yes. And we're finally getting that fixed. So that's getting gutted. And from there, everything is getting replaced. And then my downstairs goblin shower, the door is also getting replaced because the door is broken on that. So I've been dealing with people banging around in my house these past few weeks, but everything is okay because they're not here today. How are you? I I'm doing fine. I made a strange decision this morning and before we decided to record or before we were going to record, I decided to watch Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. Oh, we can talk about this bad boy. Continue. Okay, normally I'm not really a big, like, true crime type person. Not that I don't like it, but it's just normally when I see people going crazy over this stuff on Facebook, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever, I don't really care. You know, this shit happens. I Mm -hmm. I, I just don't really seek it out, I guess. But then I started... (laughs) seeing people talking about this one and they kept referencing things that sounded absolutely insane to me so i was like you know what maybe i'll check this one out and i had just enough time before we had to record and i had to get ready for work to watch this after i woke up and wow what the fuck teresa (laughs) Yeah. So you've watched this? Yeah, I have. I saw a tweet actually about it and how there's not really a lot of true crime documentaries like it. And so I'm really, I'm one of those people that falls into the realm of, I'm going to watch a 15 minute mini doc on YouTube as I'm just like zoning out on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But it is becoming increasingly more difficult to find things that satisfy me on there. So I've actually started switching over to just watching Netflix documentaries and stuff that's on. I mean, I have access to Prime Video and to Netflix and Hulu. So I've been watching a lot more documentaries and stuff like that. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll just give Abducted in Plain Sight a little a little watcheroni. So you went in like totally blind. Well, I saw a tweet that was like you really should not miss this up. Like you really need to see this. And the more I watched it, the more and more upset I got. I mean, yeah, same. I I mean, obviously like I'm pretty fortunate where like, you know what I mean? Like I've lived a a life where nothing evil has happened to me. Like it has to so many people. And, um, but still like I felt ill, like, just the amount of grooming and brainwashing and manipulation between that whole entire family and the assault of it all and just the uh, the pedophilia and just it was oh god it made my stomach crawl like I was I was like why who watches this for entertainment and like let's be real I'm somebody who's like really open to kind of watching anything it's kind of bad at this point like I'll, and like not a lot triggers me and this didn't trigger me but I still felt incredibly uncomfortable there were some choices made in the depiction of events that I was not very comfortable with yeah 
Yeah. There is a scene where I'm assuming these this is all reenactment stuff. They've got like reenactment type footage interspersed to kind of like, you know, liven up the visual aspect of the story. And there is one part where you see like from the chest up like the young girl clearly in like a sexual situation that I thought was maybe a little in poor taste. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. For the most part, it was just like, I guess I didn't expect it to get as graphic as it did. Like she kind of go, the young girl now grown up as an adult goes into some detail with what happened that I didn't really expect her to go into. But overall, I was just sort of like, okay, so listeners, if you don't know, and we're, I promise we're not going to talk about this the whole episode, even though we've talked about it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But Part of the whole thing here is not just that this man, like, kidnapped this young girl. She was, like, 13. I think she was 12 the first time he kidnapped her. It was definitely, she was definitely 12 when things started. He, like, groomed her. He groomed, like, her whole family. He coerced, like. He coerced both of her parents into sexual situations with him in order to blackmail them. Yeah. And then when he kidnapped her the first time, he convinced her that they had been abducted by aliens and, like, they had to have a child together. And, like, oh, my God. And there's still, like, so much more. But that's just, like, that was part of what was the big draw-in for me at first because it didn't really look as crazy as it is like just from flipping past it on netflix but then i saw somebody say that he convinced her that they had been abducted by aliens and that like the parents were involved somehow and i was like what the fuck is this oh man i don't know if i can recommend it but it's something else yeah i mean you you summed up my whole feeling about it i was just like oh this is a lot and just like it, it is made, a lot. It made me really question what we find entertaining and what we don't find entertaining as yeah. like a whole when it comes to documentaries and true crime and stuff like that. And I mean, let's be real. You're kind of a weirdo if like you're obsessed. Like, I don't want to be like you're you're weird, but you're a weirdo if you're obsessed with true crime and thought this was genuine. Like, I yeah, it's fascinating, but at the end of the day, it's more fucked up than it ever will be fascinating to me. Yeah, something that I don't get is serial killer people. Yeah. Never yeah. never really understood that. And I've also had some pretty bad experiences with serial killer people as friends. Yeah. So like just not really my thing. Definitely. I don't know. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts. Not about true crime. There there are plenty of those. Yeah. (laughs) Although I guess my idea is kind of true crime related. Well, neither of my ideas are true crime related. So mm. I kind of stole this off Twitter, but I think it's my turn to go first, though. Do you want to do you want me to go first? then? You can go first. I just wanted to tell you that I have a true crime idea that I stole off Twitter. Do you want me to do the one that I texted you about or do you want me to do the one that I have listed either's fine I think I'm gonna talk about the one that I texted you about just okay it's not in my official notepad notes and I'll probably forget about it until next week by next week so obviously watch podcasts are really popular these days and so in the grand scheme of things let's be real when 
people have podcasts where it's like we watched an episode of this and then we discussed it or we explained this it's very much somebody who's really really into the series or movies or whatever and then there's somebody who doesn't know all that much about a series and a movie and stuff like that and I was thinking about the stuff that I'm really passionate about and stuff that like I know a lot of information about I was like well somebody's cornered the market on Neopets podcast, so can't do that anymore. I was thinking about the concept of a Masaki Yuasa podcast. Masaki Yuasa, if you're not familiar... I'm not. Ah! If you don't follow me on Twitter and hear me scream 24-7. I do, but I don't understand half the things that you say. <laughs> so Sometimes I'll just see something and I'll see words I don't know and I just keep going. I'm like, I'll give it a like for support, but I'll just keep going. <laughs> expand you also is responsible for devil man crybaby for oh, okay yeah. i should recognize the name yeah he's a director devil man crybaby uh ping pong the animation kaiba tatsumi galaxy Kim oh, man, no jimmy's Zuma. gonna be really mad that i didn't recognize that name oops because uh, <laughs> jimmy also really likes ping pong and i mean let's be real friend of the show serena is like ping pong fan 1996 (laughs) like that is her passion in life like serena's love for ping pong honestly like rivals my love for beck and i think it's really good i really want a yuasa podcast and like yuasa's even directed episodes of like shinchen and adventure time and stuff like that and i think it'd be super cool if it was just a series where it would just go through Yuasa pieces and just people getting to talk about the art direction and the movement of story because I think he does a really good job with pacing and with storytelling and stuff like that as well and I've watched his stuff both like professionally subbed dubbed whatever you want to say and I've also watched like fan subs and dubs and stuff like that and still no matter what I'm always satisfied with whatever version of his stuff that I watch and I really think that there's a big cult following of his fans especially within the art community I am tired though of people telling me that they couldn't finish ping pong because they thought the art was too ugly and I just want to scream about other Yuasa things you know when you texted me about this you said that this was a really obscure idea or you were worried that it was too obscure of an idea to talk about on the show. But honestly, this is a really good idea. A lot of people are really into this dude's stuff. Like, I mean, it also could be that I just happen to know people or like follow people that would be predisposed to like that kind of thing. But like, I remember a lot of people talking about Devilman Crybaby when it came out. And like, the more that I've heard about this director like the more that i've heard about stuff that he's done and it seems like there's enough people that could potentially be interested in going through a review of like his work how do you think it would be set up like do you think that it would go in like chronological order of like when he made things or do you think it would go like how do you think that would go like what would be the best order to tackle all of this work in would it just be random Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. So I was just thinking, I mean, let's be real. I'd probably if I were to legitimately do this, it would probably be by with what I'm the most familiar with. So I probably would end up doing ping pong first just because I've seen ping pong like three or four times. 
and that is truly my one deep hell is ping pong the animation i don't know let's see i don't even know is there a timeline for him i'm trying to google him in the process maybe give me the goods wikipedia because i don't know what he's done first and what he's done the second and even though i should though i'm a fake fan i guess fake you also girl yeah fake yeah that's me i'm a you also girl and like even bonus episodes like you can talk about because he has like a list of influences that he's like straight up said is like what has influenced him in a total way and like for instance fantastic planet is one of them and even like some animes like tiger mask and stuff like that has definitely inspired him so he started off in 90 he's credited for some stuff so like he's credited for for instance being a part of the animation team for my neighbors the yamadas he's credited for cat soup and like obviously he's known for cat soup but then also he's like credited for animation on episode nine of samurai champloo and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird so maybe just stuff that he specifically directed and then bonus episodes because definitely cat soup is totally associated with him as well because like for instance he did the opening and ending animation for the first season of chibi makrochan but nobody talks about that you know but yeah. people talk about his influence for cat soup because he was the animation producer. he did the screenplay and the planning so like i've never seen cat soup i just i love this. cat soup it's totally for like deep edgy anime fans That's and like that convention you're going to cat soup con yeah pretty much that's KatsupCon, baby um sorry that was bad that was no that was good because a lot of people call it cat soup con i mean i've never seen mind game and i never finished kamina nozume i'm like looking through what he's directed now and i haven't seen his genius oh, party he nice he's a little fancy boy yeah like in his little tuxedo picture on wikipedia yeah i'm very proud of him his little shaved head oh my tummy is grumbling but like I've seen Kick Heart, which not a lot of people have seen, or let's be real, there's not a lot of people who have seen Kamena Nozume or have, but they're just like, because it came out in 2006 and it's a bitch and a half to find online. So I would really love to do like some episodes on Kamena Nozume and for instance, Lou Over the Wall and uh, Night is Short Walk on Girl was available in theaters, but like also how many people saw that online and like Devilman Crybaby and Ping Pong are his most accessible pieces. So I just want to talk about Yuasa. I just love him. I think this is a great idea. And you had you had a really good name for this one. Yeah, I had two really good names. So I was either considering Yuasa Talk About It or Yuasa Piece of Me. <laughs> I know there's probably some listeners right now lining up the shot on me, but I love to have fun. What can I say? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time you literally asked Beatles fans to kill you in a previous episode. (laughs) Oh my god, I forgot about that. I could never forget. Honestly, you have no idea what fear I felt being in the subway and seeing a bright yellow coat walking down the stairs. In the corner of my eye. Like, I really thought a Beatles fan was going to line up the shot on me. 
My my eternal curse is that I can never remember anything I've said on this podcast, but I remember in crystal clear detail everything you have said. All the dumb shit I've said on this podcast. <laughs> this is a great podcast idea. 10 out of 10. Knocked it out of the park. Thank you. Boom. That is not the sound of that makes at all. <laughs> okay, I have a podcast idea. Tell me. This was inspired by a tweet that I saw this morning, and it was actually unrelated to the fact that I watched a true crime documentary this morning. Mm-hmm. The tweet is from at Thomas underscore violence, and it says, imagine if a podcast was on the verge of vindicating you for a murder you were wrongfully charged with, but they stopped because it wasn't getting enough listens. Two episodes (laughs) away from getting you out of a life sentence, but they stopped because a mattress company pulled their ads. Ah! Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That would happen. I want to imagine like a fictional podcast where this ends up being the premise. Like it starts off like pretending to be like a true crime podcast. And then you like they it starts kind of leaking in that like maybe not everything is going well in the land of podcasts. And then they have to end up canceling. And then there's like an epilogue about how like they would have vindicated this guy if if only they'd been able to keep their mattress sponsorship oh my god there's a lot of ways that could go like your podcast network goes down but nobody else was willing to pick up their podcast once their network ended somebody's microphone could break and they didn't have enough money and they're like GoFundMe flopped or something like that to get them a new microphone. There's a lot of ways that this could go down. And yeah, definitely. I love this. I think this is really funny too. Um, I think a lot of true crime culture is people being like, uh, yeah, I can solve a murder. I listen to true crime podcasts. There are so many people like that. I've definitely met people like that before. And I've met people who, like, one time in middle school. A very hip middle schooler listening to podcasts. No, no, no. Well, I I know. It was was just a joke. Yeah, yeah. In sixth grade, our English teacher had to teach us, obviously, how to write, like, analysis essays and, like, had to teach us to look up sources and shit like that. So instead of making us do, like, really bad opinion pieces on, like, why should... Because, like, let's be real, when you're in middle school or what do you end up writing about in that sense? Like, school uniforms and, like, why should I be allowed to go out to see an R-rated movie yeah. or whatever and shit like that. So my teacher was like, hey, guys, so I'm picking the topics for you. And we are all doing Unsolved Mysteries. And I was like, oh, fuck, yes. Because, let's be real, I have the same exact interests as I did as a seven-year-old as I did it as a 12-year-old and as I do now as a 24-year-old I will say although I'm not into true crime I can get in on some unsolved mystery stuff because yeah that shit just gets spooky so when I was younger I was really into Ripley's Believe It or Not and now as an adult it is just transferred over to horror YouTube so <laughs> When I was in sixth grade, my teacher gave us this assignment. And first of all, I got to fucking do the Bermuda Triangle. And I like even brought in a map. I was so proud of myself. This one girl got the death of Marilyn Monroe. And she's like, what if I solve this case? I'm going to solve this case. And I was like, even like 
11-year-old Tease was like, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> I think she also like kind of half-assed the project too. So it's kind of like, huh, not going to solve Death of Marilyn Monroe with that attitude. It was, and I feel it, like, I really think true crime podcast fans need to be knocked down a peg. So I would love this podcast. If any of our listeners are true crime fans, we love you. Yes. I know a um, friend of the show, my good pal Caitlin from college, I think they're, oh my God, I'm blanking on the word. Her podcast, Crime Culture, follows Fresh Podcast Market. Yes, they do. Yeah, I haven't listened to Crime Culture, and Crime Culture is also way more professional than we are, so shout out to Crime Culture. Sorry we kind of dunked on your genre for a sec. No, no, it's cool. <laughs> they wouldn't care. Do you have a name for this podcast band? I'm not sure, because I think I think the name would end up being heavily dependent on like what type of crime you ended up centering. Because I imagine this being like a like a limited run, not something that they're trying to keep going. So yeah. you would probably want to give it a name that kind of like suits the topic, but you would have to decide on a on a crime, I think. But do you have an idea? I do. Okay, so let me walk you through this concept. So since it is, in fact, a scripted murder, what if it was called The Mattress Murders? And the murder was the podcast! No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Or... Or so it's not called the mattress murders, but somebody indefinitely, maybe definitely, definitely killed their victims were killed like in the bedroom type deal. Uh So that's why the mattress company pulls their ad. Ooh, I like. But then and then and then 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 the killer. What if it's just a whole entire joke on podcasting advertisements? So then. The next one is killed by a tampered blue apron box. Ooh, I I really like this. This is really specific, but so is our podcast. Another victim is sent, like, they're cut up and their body parts are sent through packages that use stamps.com. Oh my god. Warby Parker, Harry's, shit. <laughs> Obviously, it would be like the burrito zone of Warby Parker. So we would have to come up with like a different name. Yeah. Barnaby Jacobs. But it would all be like, it would all be something similar to those lines. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. I love this. This is way better than my first idea. The power of teamwork. This is so good. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we could build upon this. I just like... So every time there's a new episode and a new sponsor, that just happens to be what the murder is about, sponsor-wise. Obviously, the murderer would be somebody who's really into podcasting. So that's how they get all their ideas to get rid of their next victim. And let's say it's their roommate, and their roommate who's just another... What if What if they have a failure? Okay, 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 here I am. So what if... The person who's the murderer and the person who gets framed for the murder are roommates and they have a podcast together and it's failing. And the guy's like, well, shit, I think like something needs to happen. Like there needs to be a podcast. Like there needs to be a way for me to make me successful. Like I'm freaking out. Like I need to pay my bills. This podcast ain't paying the bills or something like that. So the humble, like, editor for the podcast who has to do all the grunt work that's definitely a jab at me um 
so in this situation, I'm the murderer. <laughs> the one who gets framed and I then the murderer. You now our podcast and also you're the star. I I, I am. <laughs> the murderer is is the person who like doesn't do that much of the podcast type deal. So they think that they're pulling their own weight by murdering off these people. So then a true crime podcast about them will get picked up. And they're in it for the long con. And then the person who's framed is the poor bastard editor who has to deal with all the stupid shit. Oh my god. This is so funny. <laughs> this is Panda, I'm a murderer and you're gonna get framed for it. Framing <laughs> me and Jimmy. I guess technically you would be framing Jimmy because Jimmy does more of the editing work on this one than I do. Perfect. There we go. I love it. I'm here for it. So Jimmy's the murderer. Jimmy's the murderer. Yeah, but I don't have an idea. But That's we the could... podcast name. Jimmy's the murderer. There Jimmy's we did the it. Murderer. Or we could just call it the podcast murderer. The podcast murders. Yeah, that's about it. There we go. Lock and loaded. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Uh, we don't really have another. We don't have any room for another idea. I don't think. No, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because you have to go to work anyway, so let's pack this bad boy up. All right. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? You can follow me at Vicuña, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. And if you would rather follow us on Tumblr, our Tumblr is Fresh Podcast Market, even though it's dead right now. I apologize. If you have ideas, you can send those to us there on Tumblr or on our Twitter that we just mentioned or at our email, which is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. If you would like to come on the show with your own podcast ideas or just send your podcast ideas in, you can send those in to any of our previously mentioned social media and contact spaces. I couldn't think of another word. That's fine. It's, it's okay. morning. And I've done a it's lot fine. already today. It's a Wednesday. It sure is, bud. It, we are Kofi supporter podcasts at ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market. And our theme song is Cold Sack Sunset by Hopefully Not Badlib on soundcloud.com. That is producer Jimmy, who you can find at Jimothy Jam on Twitter. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Panda. You missed one thing. If you want to wear our logo on your titties, you can check out our pin tweet on Twitter and that'll link you to our Redbubble site. Everybody, it's time to go solve a murder. Have a good one.